one of the core values of the SEND network is restoration. Restoration. We want to see uh, the, the rescue, the recovery, the restoration of holistic health. And we believe that's not only for individuals, that's also for families, it's for neighborhoods, that's entire cities. And so today, we're going to talk about city engagement. Family, multiplication, restoration. I'm Dahadi Lewis. Join me, Noah Odom and Hayden Radden, as we come to you from Atlanta, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, as we seek to add value to your church planning journey. We'll have real-time, authentic conversations that are relevant to the life of the church planner and pastor. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. Welcome to another episode of We Are Send Network podcast. My name is Noah Oldham, the lead pastor of August Gate Church in St. Louis, joined as always with Dahadi Lewis, lead pastor of Blueprint in Atlanta, Georgia, and our friend Hayden Ratner, senior pastor of Walk Church in Las Vegas. Brothers, good to see you today. Hey, always. it is really good. It, but like before, and I, and I feel sorry for the people who are on um, podcast because they're not being able to see the glory <laughs> of Hayden's background. Like I'm Come like, on. man, can can a brother can a brother over here get some? And I'm loving your backdrop. It is let's go. Good. I'm like, man. All right. So I just want to, I just want to. So if you're not listening to this live, you need it, it is worth the price of admission. Just to come, come in to see this brother's background, the glow. You got that kind of like Shekinah kind of coming from behind you. It, it's, it's looking you know, good. man, the anointing is in this place. You know, we always say Las Vegas is the city of him. He's here. And so we got to level it up. Got some oh, new man. cameras and some new lighting working here today because we want to make it great. This is the We Are Send Network podcast. It's got to be good. That's come right. on. That's right. Well, man, as always, brothers, it's good to be with you, and we have an awesome opportunity today to really, uh, we, we want to help our network level up. We want to be helpful to our brothers and their teams all across North America, and one of the core values of the SEND network is restoration, restoration. We want to see uh, the, the rescue, the recovery, the restoration of holistic health, and we believe that's not only for individuals, that's also for families. It's for neighborhoods, that's entire cities. And so today we're gonna to talk about city engagement. City engagement, it's something that, that all three of us have a passion for. I believe every church planter should have a passion for. So Hayden, man, I wanna start with you, brother. Um, this is something that recently God has, has re-stirred in your heart as you're leading your church through a series that really leans this direction, man. Get us started about city engagement. Why should we care about the city? Well, thanks, Pastor Noah, for teeing me up here. It reminds me of a sermon series we're in right now at Walk Church, and we just titled it God of More. To answer your question, I really believe God wants to do more in your city. Wherever that is, God wants to do more there. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who's able to do far more. And so I just began praying, God, what, what does more look like in Las Vegas, and how does our church get in on it? I think that's a good place to start is to start praying city engagement prayers. And that's kind of one of the things we've been leaning into lately is saying, God, what is, what does more look like for us? And what does that look like in Las Vegas? And if you, if you hang around long enough to listen to what the Holy spirit might speak in those prayers or what he might reveal through the word, I should say, uh, you'll see that God calls the church to be salt and light in a city. 
And so um, we're leaning into that. We're, we're asking the Lord and we're asking our church and we're asking our city in general, statistically, where do we, where can the church do better at? We have a large homeless population in Las Vegas. Not only that, we have the number one youth homeless population in America, which is devastating, right? We have 2000 plus high school students that don't have a home. They're living in tunnels. They're living in cars. It's, it's, it's bad. And so instead of just asking, how's our church doing? We want to ask how our city's doing because we believe the church is the expression of Christ in a city to see his work accomplished. And so we're leaning into those different items, um, sports ministry, public school ministry, um, sex trafficking, things like that. City engagement. This is why the church exists, not just to have a really dope worship service on Sunday, but uh, to really send the church out uh, Monday through Saturday to engage. And so we're, we're asking those questions. We're trying to get better and learn from guys like you, Noah. I got to spend some time with the hottie in the Boulevard cohort we did and got to hear about how he's doing those different works in, in Atlanta. And I'm stirred. Yeah, I'm stirred for city engagement. Let's talk more about that subject right now. Yeah, Dahadi, you you have um, really built a name around that. I don't know if you I don't know if you would say that about yourself, but uh, you, are, in my mind, are one of those guys who understands city engagement. Restoration is is something that's on your heart constantly. You've led the Boulevard cohort. Um, hey, tell us more about that. Tell us about the heart behind city engagement. What does a planter have to have in their heart, in their soul, uh, before they're able to truly engage the city the way God would want them to? Wow. Yeah, I mean, I just think that for for me, I don't know about, you know, being an expert or being known for any of that. It's just really about, I've always said, like, how do I be be present where I am? Right. You know, we, at our, in our ministry, we talk about unleashing healthy people to do ministry where life exists. And I think that for us is, is what it's about. This is about how do we do ministry where life exists and how do we be right. present? You know, and I've said it before, but it's the idea that a problem is not a real problem until it's your problem, right? And uh, something yeah. becomes your problem um, one or two ways. It becomes your problem through relationship and proximity. And so um, we're just really trying to be present in this neighborhood and you know, and that's really is like we're, we're just uh, looking at needs and trying to meet the needs the best that we can. It's showing how does the gospel become a solution to meeting the needs. And, and when I think about it, I think about it holistically, right? Well, if we're going to be recovering and pursuing God's holistic design, then we have to think about it from a spiritual, emotional, economic, and social um, vantage mm -hmm. point. And so we really look at it from, you know, in that and think through how does the gospel engage in that in that way holistically where we are present hey dahadi you talk about holistic health and one of the big questions is there are so many needs that a city has how do you lead your church to focus on those if you would share again those four categories that we often call the c's share those four so guys can remember those and write those down and pursue those yeah so when we think about the gospel we we said okay there's a lot of times we talk about the spiritual that's the s the e the emotional the economic, and then the social. Spiritual basically is like there is brokenness. We are all experiencing spiritual brokenness between us and God, with one another, so on and so forth. And a lot of times that's where we always focus the gospel in, which is rightfully so. It's a great place for us to be. But also what we recognize, especially in a time like 2020, in the midst of the trauma and all the stuff that's going on with the pandemic, there's a lot of emotional anxiety is up, like, I mean, there's so much. And so what does the gospel say about our emotional, our emotional, our EQ, 
you know, and so we want to talk about that. Like, where are you? The first question that God asked Adam was when sin entered into the world was, where are you? And Adam answered, mm. I was afraid, so I hid. So there's an emotional piece, but then they're also economic. And when I think about economic, we're not just talking about how we spend money or what's in our bank account, but we're talking about how we spend it, how we make it, how we obtain it, how we think about it. Like holistically, there's brokenness that we have, whether you are in the suburbs, whether you're a millionaire or whether you're on welfare, right? Like there right. is... Like there is, there is economic brokenness and we have to be able to speak to that. And then socially, like how we interact with one another, how do we in, in, interact with, with one another in affairs, with our school system and politics and so on and so forth. So in Blueprint, we, and you know, and, with, and even with the Sin Network as a whole, we think about it as like, how do we recover and pursue God's holistic design by addressing yeah. the spiritual, emotional, economic, and social brokenness Man. in our society? And that's good. I, the gospel applying to every arena of life. I want to challenge and encourage church planners. If you don't have a plan yet, if you're not fully engaged as a church, look through those categories and how can your church, based on the gifts God has given you, begin to address those four areas. And what you're going to find is all four areas in every context exist. Hey, Hayden, right. one of the things I love, man, about you, every time I'm with you, you love your city. You talk about how much you love your city. And um, I think we should love our cities. But, but I think there's this other side to it as well, because uh, I heard, I think it's Tim Keller. He talks about, uh, generally, if it's anything about a city, you can say Tim Keller and it might be right. right. But Tim Keller talks about cities being these pools of both the best of the best and the worst of the worst. It's, it's yeah. not only the, the proximity and the number of people on top of each other, but also it, it tends to be the synergy of people coming together. And so healthcare and finance and arts and entertainment and food and all these arenas, you go to a city, you're going to find the best of an, a region generally. Uh, but it's also a place for the worst of the worst for sin to pool and for the synergy of sin to work its way out. Wow. How do you, as a guy who's been in Vegas, which has a reputation that you are always battling, right? It's not the city, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Him, it's the city of him. Yeah. How do you, love how do you lead your people to love a city that is so very broken yeah great question i think that what comes to my heart is that this is a culture question uh when you when you're planting a church even if even if you're in the pre-plant phase and you're developing a core team you want to start with a culture that has city engagement regularly in the language or how can we how can we get out how can we work out and how can we be a, a game changer in our city? Um, I love this quote right here that I recently heard. Culture either happens by default or by design. So you're either going to default to something specifically or you're going to design something specifically, however you want that culture to. I just have found that we never just default to city engagement. We default to Sunday services. We default to uh, service flows and, and plans and things like that. Uh, but we got to design intentional things to reach the city, to engage in the city. One thing we've done, I got my shirt on today. It, it says love strong. We just decided we need to have a culture in our church where we love strong in the city. And so we started love strong month. We started love strong days. And we just began to identify partners in our city, like the women's resource center or homeless shelters or three square food bank or the middle school that our church at one point met at. And we said, okay, these are just some of the ministries that we want to engage with. How can we love you in real tangible, strong ways? And what we did was we started to build this culture where love strong is a thing. And so I think that those are some ways that have helped us intentionally love our city 
by, by giving people a, an actual tool or a handlebar or a day to look forward to or pray mm -hmm. toward. And then not only doing that, but inviting those same partners to come on Sunday and to have representation. I just recently did a panel discussion with the middle school principal that our church used to meet at. And I felt, I felt like it was helpful because our church no longer meets at the middle school. It's closed down, pandemic, et cetera. And the principal actually reached out to me and said, are we still going to engage? Are we still going to have a partnership? Or are you guys done with us? I said, hold on, time out. I think we're going to engage more because we weren't just engaging with, with the school just because we were meeting there. This wasn't a transactional agreement, right? This was part of our culture. We want to be a blessing and not a burden to the school, whether we meet there on Sunday or not. And so she said, well, we got a whole bunch of stuff we could continue to partner with. And, um, and we said, hey, we want you to come on Sunday and share it. And we're not gonna, we don't even need to mention necessarily things of faith. We want to let you uh, set the tone for this moment of city engagement because we believe we're doing kingdom work. Because here's what she said. She said, can you guys come and fix our garden? It's all grown out of whack. We also got some paint stuff. We got some carpet stuff. We got locker stuff. We, got, we, we need food. We, can you bless our teachers? All of that is kingdom work. Yeah. Right. And it's all building toward when we're seeing teachers turn the corner into, can you share with me about your church? Can you share with me the gospel? Nonetheless, I say all that to say it's either going to happen by default or design design ministry tracks for city engagement. You'll start to see this culture from the beginning of your church plant take place. It'll go beyond you. It'll go beyond Sunday. I'm excited about that. that. And Dahadi, you, you've been doing this for a while now, a decade at Blueprint. Uh, this is a real practical question. We want to make this helpful to these guys who are thinking through this. What are the different vehicles and what do you find to be the best vehicles for delivery of city engagement? And, and maybe what are the strengths? Like, for instance, is it something you just equip your people one-on-one, -on -one, find your passion, go engage? Is it do this as a small group? ministry, missional communities, or do you find ways to do it as a whole church or, or a combination? What do you think? Well, I mean, there's a couple of things. The number one principle I would say is think intersection, not addition, right? Um, wow. Because that's going to last the longest. When you think intersection, so like one of the reasons why we engaged early on in our elementary school is because we had kids in elementary school, you know, right. and so we were just like, we're going to be there. And I, I like to always tell people to think win, win, win. Like it's a win for the school. It's a win for you. It's a win for the people that you're connecting with, because that's what's going to keep the staying power in there. And so what has happened is that now, now that I have a 12th grader, 11th grader, an eighth grader, seven, six, fifth, you know, it's like, I got all these grades. Mm -hmm. Like, so wow. we got presence and we've had presence where in all the three schools, middle school, elementary, high school, and to do that. So we think intersection, not addition, because it's like, you know, when I'm coaching my girls, it's like, am I being a good dad? Am I being a good coach? Am I being a missionary? Am I like, yes, yes, and yes, right? And so the more I can check off that yes, the more we have seen it lasts for a long time. So wow. that's so intersection, not addition. The second thing that I would say is don't do it alone, right? The more yeah. you are able to rally people um, to do it is a sense of certain, a certain synergy. And so like in our neighborhood, there's people who are not able to engage in the school and who are able like, but, but the thing is, is that we can all go in common with our children. So it's like some of the people can't, can do the after school programs, but can't do the while in school. And some of the people can do the soccer leagues, but can't do, you know, and so what we do is we find out it's the same kids that we're engaging yeah. with. So it was like, That's man, big. hey, did you meet with so-and-so today? Yeah. We was, you know, and we got a chance to connect around the same family, the same thing. 
but we're all hitting them from different places. And then what happens is you're from Blueprint and you're from Blueprint and you're from Blueprint. This is like, maybe I need to check out Blueprint, you know, and yeah. it's able to, you're able to see that taking place because it's multiple different aspects. And it also brings fuel for us as a church leadership, you know, um, or the one who's doing it. So, uh, so don't, you know, intersection, not addition, don't do it alone. And I think, and I already said it, think, you know, you have to think short-term goals. Like you got to get those short-term wins as well as the long-term, because it's, if it's only about salvation, like a lot of times, you know, we're, one, we're, we're explicitly Christian and we want to be intentionally relational, but we got to get mm. short-term wins, right? Because right. a lot of times people are not coming to the faith. You know, we're sharing the gospel, we're sharing our testimony, but they're not immediately coming to the faith. But I think a lot of times, and I might offend some people right now, but a lot of times, you know, we treat our Christianity kind of like those Primerica, you know, in Primerica, it's kind of like those mm. insurance people who are selling insurance to you. They just have those yeah, the friends and they say, hey, I got this thing, insurance yeah. plan that I want to share with you. And you're yeah. just like, oh, gosh, no, I don't want any insurance. But then they mm -hmm. say, but still, can you meet with me? You meet with them. And then after you tell them, you're thinking about ways to tell them no. And after you tell them no, then they're just like, they're done with you. It's like, oh, you know, yep. that's kind of how we treat our people. We, I think we have misinterpreted the shake the dust off our feet. Like, mm -hmm. we need to wow. be explicitly Christian, share our faith. But as soon as we share our faith, if they don't accept, doesn't mean, oh, that's a fail. Let's move on to the next. No, stay present. Be, be there and, uh, you know, and just allow them to take that step. And I think, so that's a lot of what we have been able to do over the years. And now, like, we have such great relationships with all the principals that if mm. anyone needs a job in any school, in one of our school system, and they're qualified, we can get them a job because we've built that reputation over the last um, yeah. 10 years that we've been here. It's good. And we've talked a little bit about schools. Both of you guys have mentioned uh, being engaging in the schools. That's something that I've engaged in. I've heard somebody say that uh, in any community, the largest swath of people that of anything that you can connect with is going to be the local school system. You've got the students, you've got the teachers, you've got the administrators, you've got yeah, bus drivers, you have all these people connected yeah. to the school. But let's talk about some other ways that people can, can get plugged in to, uh, to city engagement. Um, one of the ways that, that we found we first moved to St. Louis was we got involved with, with as many neighborhood association things as possible. There were people wow. out there that said, we want our community to be better for everybody. And so we said, we do too. And we think that the gospel is the answer to that. But there's all these other implications that the gospel kind of gives good gifts too. And so I joined, I joined the, uh, the Arts Council of Lafayette Square. That was the little neighborhood where we were at. And um, we put on the movies in the park. And we put on uh, concerts in the park every summer. And so all wow. of a sudden now, they let our church be the foot soldiers to run the games, give away the free food, and wear t-shirts with our church's name on it just because I was on the board. They're like, come do that. It was such That's an up. easy win. So many conversations and it was just saying, hey, we're going to join this club, this, this board. What, what have you guys found? What are some other arenas besides schools and, and, and maybe neighborhood associations that people can begin to take steps to engage their city? Yeah, I know that for us, I, I love what Dahadi just said, where life exists. Uh, it's a phrase that we sometimes use in our church called domain engagement. And I think it was Dallas Willard who said, there's as many domains in your city as there are stars in the sky. You think about all these different domains, a domain could be described as where you live, work, or play. Uh, your, your neighborhood becomes your domain. 
right? The coffee shop you go to often becomes your domain. Your barber or hairstylist you go to often is your domain. The gym you go and work out at becomes your domain. Wherever you live, wherever you work, whatever your hobby is. And so I know for me as a basketball player who tries to still stay a little bit relevant in the gym, we just started a walk hoops basketball team, not necessarily in a church league, no shade to church league, but we wanted to be in the city, we want to be in, engaging in the city. And so there's a, a league called Tark. And so we engaged in the Tark League, dropped our walk hoops team right in the mixture of a league. And just to see the conversations that are taking place uh, in the gym in those evenings. And then all of a sudden people from church, of course, they want to come support the team. Now we see this, I think, how do you said it? This, uh, this intersection, right? This, this idea that we're, we're connecting on roads that are already there. And so I think, man, not to just complicate it too much, Noah, but ask your people, do some polling. We did a poll in our church where we just sent out this survey on Sunday. You got to make a little connection card that just says, here's a bunch of different domains, education, sports, restaurant, business, real estate, other, and let people fill in the blank what their domain is and then say, okay, this is what our church has. This is who we have in it. Let's engage in these domains for the glory of God, for, for the good of others and the good of our cities. Those are just some of the ways we've done it yeah. alongside identifying key partners. Like I mentioned, the Women's Resource Center as a church who's passionate about life and, and babies. We didn't just want to say that in like a statement on our website. Well, we better get our hands and feet down to the Women's Resource Center and engage um, and so that was one for us that was, that, that's been a big partnership doing baby bottle campaigns and stuff like yeah. that as well. I know Dahadi, I, I, I was going to say Dahadi, I, I've even heard you share about this phrase blueprint where you got the name from for your church. You guys wanted to have a blueprint on how to reach the city. That's, I think even August gate, right? Noah, like the, the phrase August gate is very, yeah. very dear Harvest to St. Louis. I mean, like, our, Louis. Yeah. I mean, we can even right. share a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, Dahadi, um, you, you said you're not the expert on this, but you've been dropped some bombs on us already. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to yeah. give you a chance to say this here before we close, just, just one final word when it comes to restoration. We have a lot of planters that are listening that are just getting started. There's so many things to do in the church, just in the church, to build a core right. team, raise funds, H how to challenge us, help us to see why looking outside the walls, outside the church is just as important as building what's yeah. inside the church. Well, I would just challenge everyone, instead of trying to reach the neighborhood, become the church in the neighborhood. And so, so what, good. and I think what's really important about that is just simply being present in your neighborhood. Yep. You know, one is it's like uh, understanding everything that you start is going to have an end date, right? So have a start and stop. Don't feel like you, once you start something that you got to have to keep it for the rest of your life. You know, so we've done everything from COVID drives. We, we've done everything like, we just say like, what are the needs? What are, what's keeping the, the people in our neighborhood up at night? Like, and how can we meet those needs? Like parents right, right. now, they're probably thinking about like, what am I, like, I am not a homeschool parent. I don't know what to do. So like, how can we help? Because we have homeschool parents within. Like, this is where we can allow them to shine in this time. So like, what are ways, what are techniques? How can we meet people where they are and basically, and show how the gospel is the solution. So I would say be present 
and um, and then understand that there's a start date and there's a stop date. And that's what it's like. If we can equip our people to have a framework of meeting the spiritual, emotional, economic, and social needs, what I found is that the Holy Spirit is powerful enough to lead and to guide our people in order to do it and where we as a church don't have to have any overhead. Because all the stuff that I'm talking to you guys about, our church, we don't have any ministries that is that the church is responsible for. These are all things that our city groups, our people, our church members mm-hmm. are just engaging yes. in where the church can continue to focus on equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. And that's right. fantastic. Well, guys, thanks for this opportunity to engage on city engagement. Um, as always, thanks for joining us. We want to continue to provide resources to help you grow in your church planting journey to help you and add value to what you're doing. If you're listening and you're interested in church planting, you want to know more about Send Network, just text the word Send Network, two words, Send Network to 888-123. Send Network to 888-123 or check us out online at sendnetwork.com. Until next time, we are Send Network. You have been listening to We Are Send Network, a resource of the North American Mission Board. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.